Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else in between. Welcome back to Midnight Movie Confessionals. It's been a couple of weeks, but I'm back in the game. I wanted to kind of watch... I, I haven't really watched anything new, really, that I really needed this, per se. But I thought, you know what? Midnight Movie Confessionals is sometimes a retrospective, just like music from the curator's share. They're retrospective sometimes. Sometimes they work in in ways that I never expect. Sometimes they don't working ways I expect not do I always get the same audience that I want I don't always get what I really want in life but sometimes I can find I get what I need but I honestly wanted to um, do this episode because I guess it was kind of cathartic but it was for a movie that was kind of cathartic as well in a sense because this movie was very of its time but it was also a movie that kind of needed to be done anyways because if it didn't happen when it happened i don't think it would have happened at all and even then i kind of feel bad for the director the movie i'm talking about tonight ladies and gentlemen i am very sorry for uh being very cryptic in all of it is american history x which was directed by tony k written by david mckenna it stars edward norton edward furlong it also stars Elliot Gould, Avery Brooks, Beverly D'Angelo, Stacey Keach, Ethan Suplee, or Suplee, I can't remember how it's pronounced, but I just know. He was, at the time, quite a hefty uh, fellow, who's gotten a little bit better now, it looks like. But, um... I don't know anymore, but Whatever. And it came out in 1998. Now, this is a movie that's been around for a couple of years now. And this is one of the movies that each time I watch it, it always just really makes me wonder what the hell happened to Edward Furlong. Because honestly, he has not done well with his life. It feels like he's had so many issues with substance abuse. He's tried his best, but honestly, I just don't think... um, His life is going to get any better. Because honestly, he hasn't done well with his life at all. Ever since... Eh, I don't know. I just feel like in the past couple of years, he's just been kind of on and off, on and off. And he just hasn't really had much of a good career path. And you know what? That sucks for him. But whatever. I'm not going to talk about just him, per se, in this movie, his review. But I am going to talk about a, a good bit of it. But um, basically, it starts... Out with um, Danny, well, uh, was it Danny or no? It was um, Derek Vineyard, who just got released from Chino in the U.S. in California, which was a bit of a, I, don't, I can't remember if it was a minimum state prison or a medium state, oh, medium security, I can't remember if it was minimum or medium. I just know it wasn't max like uh, some of the other ones, but I just know he's just served time. For a crime that he committed where some men were trying to steal his car. But he in turn shoots one of them and then curb stomps the other and kills the other. More or less in front of his brother. And he's basically served his time. He's out now. And he's trying to get past some of the things he's done in his life. And trying to move forward in life. Basically his brother is kind of going... 
down the dark path that he once led himself. It also involves this, I guess, white supremacist kind of figure. I hate to say that out loud, but that's what he is. The guy that, um, well, a couple of them actually in this movie. Basically, Ethan's like, um, basically he's just come back from his time in prison. And he's seen that his brother Danny, who's played by Furlong, is antagonizing his Jewish history teacher, Mr. Murray, I guess, who writes a essay on quite the dark topic. I'm not going to say the book out loud because I'll never, ever, ever, ever want to read it at all because that, no, 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 just even thinking of the name makes me shiver. I'm not going to say it out loud. I will type it out in the description in this movie's book on the review, but that's a different story for a different time. Basically, after this heinous autobiography of sorts that you wrote an essay on that was a Apparently, um, a manifesto of our civil, civil rights struggle sort of thing. His teeth is a professor. Oh, no, not his, his principal, not a professor. His, his principal, and out, who is also an outreach worker for prisons in and out, or for gangs in and out of prisons, Dr. Bob Sweeney tells Danny that he will study through current events or be expelled, and he's calling the class American History X. And it's mostly just going to be him and Dr. Sweeney studying more or less from what it looks like kind of tutoring in a sense but his first assignment is to write a paper on his older brother Derek who used to be a former student of his who kind of ran a bit of a with a, a very other treacherous sort of snake of sorts sort of neo-nazi group yeah I this movie's very dark he got really like basically his brother Derek got really from prison that day and while at school, Danny sees some students bullying a white guy who he disrespects the leader by blowing cigarette smoke into his face and just says, get out of here, guys. Like, piss off. And Dr. Sweeney meets with police to brief them on Derek's release. Basically, it also kind of goes back and forth a lot. But there's also some flashbacks where their father was a fireman who was shot and killed by an African American drug dealers while putting out a fire at their home. And Derek kind of erupts on a racist tirade in a televised interview that they're uh, viewing at the police station. And then they do find out that there's this guy named Cameron Alexander who is who was Derek's mentor, and they formed a bit of a violent gang called the Disciples of Christ in Venice Beach. And, um, yeah, this is a very dark movie. It's very cathartic, and it's kind of hard for me to talk about. So, I'm trying not to skip out details, but if there are any details I don't feel comfortable discussing in this movie review, I'm going to skip them because of the fact that there are so many things that are going on in this world right now. Like, there are a lot of issues right now. Even out here where I live, there are residential schools being uh not really like bodies from residential schools being uncovered and it's getting more and more heinously disgusting on what happened and this is kind of probably why i decided to watch this movie a little bit just because of the fact that all these bodies have been found even though it, it just feels like a, almost like a very racist thing that happened and it was a full-blown genocide that 
Canada even allowed to have happen. And quite frankly, I'm I'm not shocked. I'm just angry that this had to happen because you know what? Not like it, it could have been a whole different story if this never happened at all. There would probably be not as much issues with the indigenous peoples here, but whatever. That's a different time for a different day. Anyways, and basically a couple years earlier, like, and then a couple years later, I guess, um, Derek's dragged into a game against some several crip gang, le- gang bangers who are, again, he wins the bet of controlling the local courts, the organ, and then he later, um, sees that there's supermarket that's employing illegal immigrants and he decides to organize an attack on the supermarket that's employing them and in another flashback they also see that murray is invited by their mother doris over for dinner where an argument about rodney king and the riots occurs derek out of nowhere loses his mind and assaults his sister davina and berates murray openly Doris tells him to leave home. He even decides to do so, but that night, that's where the same group of Crips that uh, Derek beat in the basketball game try to steal his truck. Yeah, kills one of them and outright. Cruz Thompson kills the other outright, which is kind of um, horrifying. He's sentenced to three years for voluntary manslaughter in Chino. And this is basically the major part of the movie where it's mostly done in flashback, more or less. But it does also show how he joins the Brotherhood in prison, but also befriends an African-American inmate named Lamont. Who, and later he becomes kind of disillusioned by the politics because he believes in the ideology, but disapproves of the gang's dealings with non-white gangs and thinks that they should only use the philosophy of white supremacy out of convenience. But he abandons them. Bands the Brotherhood, who then later decide to beat and uh, rape him in retaliation for it. But he's also visited later on by at the hospital in the, ho- in the infirmary by Sweeney, who actually pleads for help. To, like, help. Like Derek actually pleads with him to help him get out of prison, and Sweeney warns that Danny's become part of that group, and he thinks he's going to go down the same path. Derek starts to ignore the Brotherhood, and Lamont warns that he may be targeted by gangs. But an attack never comes, and he actually spends the remainder of his sentence alone and thanks Lamont for his help while he was working with him because he realizes that he interviewed on his behalf. And he also notices that like when he comes home, he sees that Derek, oh well, Derek, Danny, Dan, Derek finds Danny is emulating what he was doing. He sees the disciples of Christ tattoo, becoming a skinhead, and he tries to get him to leave the gang. Danny kind of feels betrayed. Derek's best friend Seth, who's also a member of that crap, disrespects his mother and sister constantly, and is kind of grooming Danny for that group. And they're kind of controlled by Cameron, who. Later on at a party, Derek confronts for his manipulative behavior and even gloats that Dane will come under his influence and prefer him over Derek. That's when Derek actually kind of decides to hit him a couple of times in the face and get him in the stomach. And Derek's ex-girlfriend, Seth, like Derek's ex-girlfriend, Stacy, as well as Seth, turn on him. 
Seth holds Derek at gunpoint. He dis like, but then he disarmed. He's he's disarmed by Derek, and then the like he. This is all at a party going on too. Basically, after that, Danny and Derek go hang out by the beach and talk about Derek's experience in prisons, which actually kind of prompts a change in Danny, who later, while he's writing his report, remove all the posters and everything else from their bedroom. He later completes his paper after seeing the sun kind of shine, like, for the rise for the first time in his life properly, and he actually, um, reflects on the reason for adopting his values and their flaws. And he also says that it kind of came from his father's death, but he also feels like it came much earlier, where his father went on a rant about affirmative action and referred to Dr. Sweeney's teachings as bullshit, more or less. And his death misdirected anger, like Derek's anger towards absolute racism. And when they're walking over to a diner, like, well, when they're, like, when Danny's being walked to school by Derek, they stop at the diner for some breakfast, and Sweeney and a police officer inform Derek that Seth and Cameron were, are in the ICU at a hospital. He even denies any involvement or acknowledgement about what happened, but even says he agrees to inspect some of the people he denounced and talk to them and say, hey, this is what happened. I didn't have anything to do with it because also what's funny, it's in a deleted scene where we see what actually happens to them, where they get beaten up. Well, we'll not really see it per se, but we kind of see it be kind of like, okay, there's some folks that are going to go with and beat the shit out of them with baseball bats or whatever, and they're going to be in the ICU. And um, at school, Danny actually gets shot, kill, like killed by the African-American student in the previous day instance. While Derek runs to the school and cradles Danny's body, he's blaming himself for influencing Danny's views. In a voiceover, Danny actually, in the reads the final lines of his paper for Dr. Sweeney, that actually quotes the final stanza of Abraham Lincoln's first inaugural address. If you don't mind me mentioning this, ladies and gentlemen, this is what it will be. He basically says, um... We are not friends. We are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. Through passion may be strained, but it must not be. It must not break our bonds of affection. This mystic chords of memory will swell when tu again touched, as surely they will be by the better angels of our nature. In other words, he's basically saying that hate is baggage, and all the hate that he carried with him was baggage that he doesn't need anymore. You can't. At the end of the day, you can't necessarily drop it off. Anywhere you go and pretend you're in a new place because there's no more baggage for you. No, it doesn't work like that. Honestly, just seeing that this ending kind of... It necessarily didn't really tug on heartstrings for me, but it kind of hurt. I hurt a lot more than I expected it to. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. I can't do anything about it. All I know is that this movie does really delve deep into the ideology of like what can go wrong when... You allow someone to have such hateful views just kind of grow like a flower that's going to be almost like a Venus flytrap and just, or even like a poisonous plant just suck the life out of everything if it's touched and just wither and die in a sense. But this movie, I hate to admit, I liked, but at the same time, I didn't. This is a very cathartic movie like I mentioned. It's a movie that I don't take very lightly at what happens in it. There are a few scenes I actually had to 
watch over and over again just because of the fact that one i was just like what actually happened because some of the things that went on in this movie were very intense and i had to double check to make sure i had them all correct and i knew i'm i'm skimming a lot of the details over and you know what ladies and gentlemen and everyone else in between i am sorry for that everyone i am very sorry for doing that but i can't necessarily go through this movie and review everything that goes on i don't like to say some of the things that are going on i even mentioned the autobiography i'm not going to talk about i'm not talking about it period because honestly it makes me sick just to even think of the name or even read the name out loud or even say it out loud so if you really need to know just do yourself a favor watch american history x and you'll know which one i'm talking about because then you'll be like oh okay now i see why you didn't want to say it and don't call me this, that. Don't call me names because I, I didn't want to say it out loud, okay? I still feel very uncomfortable about that topic because of the fact that, one, the man that did that also committed a very heinous genocide of sorts. But, overall, my ratings on American History X is it's an 8 out of 10. It's definitely worth the watch if you are wanting to see something very dramatic and very intense. This is a movie that you might like if you're one that wants to study a little bit about, I guess, ethnicity and kind of use it for a culture study. This would be a good example. Especially in today's age on why, like, especially where there's so much fucking racism out there. Like, this would be a solid example of showing you shouldn't be a racist. Like, you, you can be racist all you want, but that's just going to sooner or later catch up with you and you're going to die because of your actions you know what i mean your bigotry and that's what this movie basically is saying it's gonna be that way it's an 8 out of 10 like i mentioned i definitely recommend it to anyone out there that wants to go watch it i definitely recommend you watch it um the next couple of reviews for midnight movie professionals will come out very soon same with uh music from the curator's chair both will be out very soon there is one that's coming out for September for Music from the Curator's Chair, so that one will be out. I haven't had anything new come along my way that I want to do this month. I know Record Store Day is around the corner, and I don't have a chance to do so, so I won't be doing anything for that, sadly. But if something does pique my interest and I'm able to get it possibly, I might do a review on it. But alas, I don't think anything will. So until otherwise, ladies and gentlemen and everyone else in between, this is Scott signing out for Midnight Movie Professionals. I hope you all had an amazing evening, day, night, afternoon, whatever. I hope you're all having an amazing time out there. Enjoy what you have. Just remember, at the end of the day, whatever you choose to do in life is your choice. Until next time, everyone, I will see you all later on, end transmission. This is God signing out, end transmission.